The uh, glad to be back in Nashville. We went we went on vacation last week uh, to the beach, and uh, as the week <laughs> goes along, you got to start. And I guess the preacher needs to come up with something. <laughs> the following Sunday, he don't really get the week off. It's supposed to be rest and relaxation. Um, so pray for me <laughs> as I continue to uh, preach the, the gospel of truth that the um, Lord will give me the strength and courage to uh, dig in and take advantage of the time he's uh, had before. So I was down there and I, uh, I started think uh, on the daily Bible reading. Uh, we just got through reading Ephesians chapter 6 and uh, I was reading about putting on the whole armor of God. So I just want to speak to you a little bit this afternoon about that as what we were applying sunscreen molly sister molly asked me to put sunscreen on baker and i told him i said well your mom wants me to do this because if you get burnt they're gonna blame me and of course he got burnt <laughs> um, but i was just thinking about protection you know protecting from the sun we got to put on the sunscreen you know my work i uh we have to wear PPE, which is personal protective equipment from electrical shock, from chemical splash, you know, all kind of stuff that we have to use to protect ourselves. Uh, so this afternoon, I'm going to start off in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Now, I want to, you know, this got on my mind this morning here in 50 years in the ministry, 55 years of marriage and uh and I just, I want to uh, become, <laughs> no, I say become, try to be like some of the gospel ministers that Christ, is, you know, God has given to the primitive Baptists throughout the land. I mean, I think of all kind of preachers and my father and brother David Crawford, they said he could charm a snake. He's, <laughs> he's so charmful. But, you know, listen to what Paul tells the church at Corinth. He says, chapter 2, and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom. He didn't come to him like David, you know, Michael Goins. You have some of these preachers that, you know, they can, they can bring it. They've spent a lot of time in the Word. And Paul obviously had been taught of God, all right? He had been taught of God to be a preacher unto the Gentiles, and Paul knew the law. I mean, he could do it any way he wanted to come across to them, but he had a special concern for them. He didn't he says, he didn't come with excellency of speech, uh, can't even speak, and or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. He says, for I determined not to know anything among you. That was his chief concern. You know, no matter how he came across, no matter what he spoke to them, and what he could tell them as a preacher and minister of the gospel, he says, I don't, I don't care if you know anything else. Okay, if I get up here this afternoon on afternoon service, I just want you to know one thing and one thing only. I'm not going to come up here and he's, he's got this determination. He is, I determined not to know anything among you save what? Jesus Christ, the person and the work of Jesus Christ and him crucified. I want you to know Jesus Christ. I don't want you to know Paul. I want you to know Christ. And that's my mission is to teach you more about Christ, not only prophet, priest, and king, 
If you don't hear anything else, it's like I tell the kids, what did I speak on? Jesus, that's always the best answer. I, that's all I want you to know. That's all, his main concern is Jesus Christ and him crucified. What he did, what he accomplished on the cross. That's our rest, is in Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what we call rest. We're, you know, we're not supposed to be like the Laodiceans and everything was good and they, they weren't doing anything. They weren't being cold, they weren't being hot, okay? We can rest on Jesus Christ and him crucified. What was him crucified? He paid the sin debt for all the elect family of God. That's, that's the bottom line. That's all I care for you to know. He, he wanted to know who Jesus Christ was and what he accomplished. And that, what he did on the cross, is what we can rest in. But we need to do more than just, that's eternal rest, okay? We can rest on the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And that is a rest. But the Lord asks us, we're not supposed to be just resting, sitting on a stool or do nothing. He has us something to do. You know, in Isaiah chapter 60, he says, Arise and shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. We're instructed to arise, to get up, to stand. Supposed to protect, you know, Ephesians chapter 60 tells us what to do and what to take and to put on that whole armor. You know, we can rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul's concern was, to know that. But what here in this life, we need to be doing something. We need to be arising. The light has come. Jesus, God is light. He's the light of the world. We're supposed to let our light so shine before men that other people may see us and see our good works and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. My mom used to always say, when she came in there, I can still hear her voice. She'd turn on the light and pull up the sheets and say, rise and shine for the light has come, <laughs> you know? And then if we didn't get up, something else was coming, all right? <laughs> so we got up, we got moving. That's what the Lord says. He, we need to rise, we need to stand. He deserves it, he deserves our best. And we can, and he, the Lord's been so good to me all my life, not only giving me the knowledge of the finished work of Jesus Christ, but I not only can rest in that, Paul tells us there in Ephesians chapter 6. In chapter 5 in Ephesians, he says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. We're supposed to be following. Who are we following? i got to get on to my kids for following certain things on the Internet. They will ask for permission, but <laughs> they need to be following the Lord. Okay? There's a lot of people that want you to follow them, young children. But we need to be followers of God. We need to stand. We need to arise and get close to the Lord. See him in the morning. See him in the afternoon. See him at night. We're supposed to arise. Get up. Be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk. Here he is. What are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be walking. He tells us we need to be running. We need to take a stand. Well, you can't run. You can't walk if you don't get up and arise and follow the Lord. That's it. Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul says. I just want you to know who he is and what he's done for you and what he's done for me. He says, and walk in love. This is how we're supposed to walk here in this life. As Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for an offering and a sacrifice to who? To you. He didn't make an offering to you. He made an offering to his heavenly father. His heavenly father was well pleased with his son. 
he accepted his offering and sacrifice. He was well pleased. He says, hath given himself, he gave himself for us. That's what Jesus Christ did. He gave himself on the cross of Calvary for us, for you. An offering sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. Chapter 6, he says, children, obey your parents. It sounds pretty good to me, don't it? <laughs> obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Not because I'm telling you you need to obey me, because God told you to obey your parents. I'm 46 years old, and I still need to obey my parents. What? In the Lord. If it's not of the Lord and in the Lord, then there's a, <laughs> you have a little question there. But young children always need to obey our parents. We have some godly parents here at Bethel. We have some really, really good ones. And I want to obey my parents, you know, not only my natural parents, but the other parents here in the, in the crowd that God has given me. He's been so good to me. I need to be obeying them. He says, honor thy father and the mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be what? It may be well with thee. And thou mayest live long on the earth. And he goes on down and talks about servants. In verse 10, he says, finally, he's going to close out the rest of the chapter uh, on his, to the Ephesians. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. When we see our weakness, we can be strong. What we heard this morning. We need to be strong in the Lord. We need to rise. We need to stand. We need to walk. And what's he saying? We need to be strong. Does that sound like... <laughs> A day of rest, we need to get going. We're going down to the beach, and rest and relaxation. But by the time you get down there, it's like Wednesday, midway through the week, <laughs> you find some rest, and then it's the downhill slide from there. You got to start preparing to leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whoo. He says, <laughs> he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of whose might and his might. We can be strong. We can stand. We can walk. We can run. Paul said, I fought a good fight. We can fight the good fight. We can finish our course. You know, we can keep the faith. Why? Because we can be strong in the Lord. It's in the Lord's strength that we are who we are. You know, Jesus appeared to Abraham and he said, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. He was <laughs> Abraham's protector. He appeared before him. He was giving him encourage and strength. He told Abraham, he goes, what? Fear not. Because what? <laughs> I am thy shield. He would protect Abraham. He did it all his life. He's fixing to go into some more stuff. He says, I'm your shield. And I'm not your exceeding great reward. The Lord can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. So we can be strong in that, knowing that we can be strong in the power of the Lord. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord. Don't be strong in yourself. Put it in my hands. I'm in the power of his might. And he said, put, put it on. I was thinking about putting that sunscreen on. If you don't put it all over, you know, you're going to see everywhere. <laughs> you didn't protect yourself. You didn't put it on. You know, we put stuff on our computers to protect it from viruses. You put a lot of stuff on for protection. They make even an undergarment called Under Armour. <laughs> all right? You know, to protect you from the elements. They're all kind of protection. And the Lord's so good to us, he's not going to send us out into this evil and crazy world without giving us some protection. That's how good he is. He loves you. He cares for you. He'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Ain't God good this afternoon? Can't we just rest in the promises of God? But we need to get up and get going and he's going to give us something to protect us.
to make us strong in the Lord. If we put it on, but we got to put it on, all right? I've got to put on certain things to protect me from, if I don't put it on, then I'm, I'm left exposed. I'm kind of naked to the elements or whatever situation, hazard I'm, I'm in. Well, this world is pretty hazardous, all right? So thank the Lord that he inspired Paul to, to tell us what to do. Put it on, that she may be able, the whole armor of God, she's able to stand. There it is again. He says stand like three times here in Ephesians chapter 6. You know, we're to stand up for those things. Stand up for the Lord, number one. And we can stand up for the Lord. We can stand up for our family. We can stand up for the people around us. They may see what? That light, the light that God is. And may glorify our Father. He says, for we wrestle, you know, stand against the wiles of the devil. Every time I see wiles, I think of wily coyote, you know. <laughs> oh, wily. You know, but the devil, he's crafty. He's cunning. I mean, he got Adam, to, you know, and Eve to do what they did back there in the garden. And he ain't scared. He came out the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, only to find failure. But he's not scared. And he's not scared to come at you and at you. He's the trickster. He's the deceiver from day one. For we wrestle not against, he goes, putting this on, we can be able to stand against these things. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. You know, we live in a dark world from Washington, D.C., all around the globe, you know, China, Russia, you, you name it. God's got people out of every kindred tongue nation out there. We need to be praying for those God's children no matter where they're at. But we all live in a dark world. <laughs> all right. This is what he's saying here. He goes, we don't, it's not flesh and blood. This, these are spiritual powers. This is the devil and his angels. They're, he's the prince of darkness, you know. And he's all on the internet. I mean, he's worldwide. The devil's, that's the devil's playground. I had to get on to Tabitha for somehow getting a Facebook thing. I don't know where she even got that from. <laughs> Can't believe I'm telling her. But anyways, I don't tell, I told her, I said, we don't, we're not telling you not to get on these things because we just don't want you to get on these things. We're telling you to try to protect you from the devil and his angels. I mean, he is all on it. And that's the only thing I can do is to try to protect you. So don't even get on it, all right? <laughs> he says, for we, you know, against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. He says, wherefore, what? Take. You got to take it. <laughs> you know, there has to be action involved here. We're supposed to take a stand. We need to arise. We need to take. And I want us to take it. Take unto you the whole armor of God. Not partial of it, not just a, you know, a shirt and, you know, you don't have any protective gear for your lower part of your body. You need to put on the whole armor of God. Wherefore, take you the whole armor of God that you may be able to, what, withstand. There's some things that we can withstand. We can take a stand and we can withstand some stuff. Why? If we put on the whole armor of God. And like I said, not, not partial. We can withstand in the evil day and having done all to what? To stand. There it is again. Stand, therefore, he starts off verse 14. Stand, therefore, having your loins skirt about with truth. This is the truth. <laughs> the word of God is the truth. It's the infallible word that God has preserved ever since it was pinned down uh, by over 40-something writers in the book. You need to take special care 
of the word. This is how we can protect our mind. You know, talking about the uh, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. If you got the truth and nothing but the truth, you can go a long ways. You know, it's not even the things that we wrestle here in this life. A lot of us in between our ears. <laughs> the battle that's going on right between the Alright, it's not even other things that we have to go up against. So we need to have our our loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Jesus Christ is our righteousness. He is the breastplate of our righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's peaceful. That's what the gospel is. The true gospel is, is peace. <laughs> the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's our rest. That's peace. You know, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. That's a peace I want to hear. That's a peace that you can have with by the gospel of peace. He says, now above all, of all these things, what? Taking the shield of faith. Jesus Christ, the faithful. Take the shield of faith. Our faith, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But Jesus Christ is the faithful. When we can take the shield of faith, where he can fight all our troubles, he can, it's an offensive weapon. He can fight the good fight of faith, that's what we're told to do. He says, take the shield of faith where you should be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. It's not just the devil, it's just the dark angels. There's principalities and things in high places that we're going up against. And they're the fiery darts of the wicked. It's like the poison of a serpent. We can quench all the fiery darts, not some of them, not a few here, a few there, and just get pelted, okay, with the rest of them, but we can fight all of them. With the, <laughs> take the shield of faith. And then he says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know, all scripture is by the inspiration of God. And it's for, you know, correction, instruction, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. I wish I could have got into the work because it's able to protect me. You say, how is that Bible going to protect you? Maybe if you stick it in here, you know, or under your pillow, it can protect you at night from bad dreams. No. Knowing the truth, nothing but the truth, knowing Scripture in, in the Scripture daily, the word of truth, if it's not the truth, it's error. And there's nothing but truth in here, the truth to get you through circumstances, to get you through the trials of life. You need to have it, to hold it, take care of it. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always. Praying always with what? Praying always with prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. He says, and for me, the utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Paul can come with boldness, knowing that he's preaching from the word of truth, speaking about truth itself, talking about the light, putting on the whole armor of God, and we protect ourselves and put on these things to get us through day and day. You know what? There is about sunscreen, the protection of it. What do we have to do? It's only going to last just a little bit. You got to do what? Got to reapply. <laughs> so we need to reapply. We need to reapply the word of truth in our life. You know, it's only going to last... You know, that day, we got to put it on again the next day. If we don't put on the whole armor of God and put on, you know, shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel. I listen to the gospel all the time. I listen to grace alone 
and the kids were going down to the beach a couple of days in front of me. And I said, you know, there's a couple more days. You don't have to worry about hearing it because they... <laughs> I enjoy hearing the gospel of my salvation. I enjoy hearing about the Lord Jesus and his power. I can rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. But when I'm going through this life, I want to, I want to hear the gospel of truth. I want to hear, I want to be in the word, praying with prayer in the spirit. And he says that he can speak boldly about the gospel. If I'm talking about a weak Lord that can't save unless you help him out, I ain't going to be very bold about that. But Paul was very bold. He says, I'm a, I am an ambassador in bonds, therefore I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Let's put on the whole armor of God. I, let's take it, the shield. <laughs> let's take everything that God has equipped us with, and he's given this to us. He's given us our son for eternal rest. He gave his son to us, but we can do some things. We can arise. We can get up. We can take a stand for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to came into this world to pay your sin debt, that we would be with him in eternity, forever and ever. That's what tomorrow is. Tomorrow is going to be eternity with the Father, ever and ever and ever and ever. Thank the Lord. Knowing the truth, putting on this whole armor of God will get us by day by day by day. So I encourage you not only to rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ, but we need to get up. We need to rise and shine for the light has come. The Lord came to finish the work. He did it, got the job done, and thank God one day he's going to come back and take us home to glory. So in the meantime, let's get up and be active. Let's be, <laughs> let's be moving in the house of God. Let's be moving out in our community. Let's let the gospel know that Jesus Christ finished the work on Calvary's cross some 2,000 years ago. Thank the Lord for his...